Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, machinery specialist Francis Quigley joins Stuart Childs to give tips on how to calibrate your fertiliser spreader and maintenance to ensure optimum fertiliser application. Okay, so good morning everyone and welcome to this week's uh, Let's Talk Dairy webinar. Um, today we're going down a different route to what we normally talk about, cows and grass generally, but today we're going to talk about machinery. So Francis Quigley is a machinery specialist in Kildalton and I've been talking to Francis a bit lately in the, re- in the last number of weeks, especially in relation to protected urea and how it spreads and uh, people saying that there's issues with it. So Francis is actually after discovering, I suppose, in that in the scenario of trying to check out the whole scenario around spreading fertilizer or spreading protected urea in particular, that uh, there's actually problems with fertilizer spreaders. So he's actually going to go through kind of general maintenance of the of the spreader, setting it up correctly for whether it be a can or, or protected urea that you're using, uh, just to give people a, a, a feel for it. And I suppose if a lot of people out there are like me, I uh, think. What I like most about machinery is when you sit up and it starts and it does what it's supposed to do, but there's the maintenance piece of it, which I wouldn't be very strong on myself. Uh, and Francis is very strong on, on that aspect of it and trying to make sure a machine is set up correctly to start uh, and that will work properly. And obviously, look, that's an important point as well in relation to actually spreading fertilizer, especially along by drains and dikes and so forth, that the, along the headlands are being sprayed correctly, that there's not fertilizer flying off into the ditch or flying into a stream that the machine is set up correctly for that purpose as well. So I'll hand over to Francis. Francis will be able to talk for a great length here on any aspect of fertilizer or fertilizer spreaders that anyone wants to ask a question about as we go along. Um, so I'll hand over to you there, so Francis, and thanks for doing this for me. That's all. Thanks sure, for asking me. Um, and um, look, I, I have a few spreaders set up here today just so we can have a look at them now. Look, the, the three spreaders I actually have set up here today are actually twin disc spreaders. I suppose uh, these are probably the, the most common machines um, uh, on the market you know, or that have been used out on farms. Now, obviously, the, the wagtail spreader uh, as well would still be um, uh, very popular, Joe, you know, and is still you know, a highly accurate machine, again, once it's uh, uh, set up correctly and, and I suppose that it's uh, been maintained and looked after correctly, like Joe. You know. Uh, we might start, I suppose, um, I suppose, you know, one of the challenges that we have uh, with fertilizer spreaders is like, you know, we jump up and we expect it to spread, you know, our fertilizer, um, you know, I suppose in lots of cases, maybe without even uh, uh, tweaking or looking at it, you know, but the reality is these machines are designed to, to spread a huge variety of products and and um, you know, there's a massive range um, in the actual uh, products that these machines can actually spread and can spread very accurately. You know, from a, a, a prills, which is a very fine, small, uh, evenly shaped uh, material, right up to some of the very coarse uh, granular material, like you know. Um, and they will, they will spread it. You know, they have no problem spreading it accurately. You know, once the machine is set up for the particular fertilizer, and I suppose that's the, the thing people need to understand is that uh, they do need, certainly initially, they have to make sure that they're setting it up for the fertilizer they're spreading it for. And even if you, like, maybe you were using, you know, um, uh, maybe, maybe you weren't used to using a urea uh, product and you've now moved to a urea product, there is a vast difference uh, between the, with the Arcans and our, our urea products. Uh, 
one of the things that we, you know, you'll know yourself even uh, is just by the weight, like the size of the bag, the same size bag, you know, is, or same weight bag is actually considerably bigger. Um, you know, so that, that means the actual density of the product is much lighter, you know, so it's actually a, a, a lighter product. So when it gets thrown uh, from the machine, it won't have the same energy in it uh, to travel uh, as far. Um, so again, we need to make sure that we, we give it that extra energy by adjusting the machine uh, to suit the product, Joe. And that's, I suppose, with these machines, it's generally about adjusting veins and, and things like that. But the first thing, I suppose, uh, that we need to get right is even far more basic than that. And that's just getting the machine uh, set up on the, on the actual tractor. Now, I have uh, the spreader here. I might move over uh, closer to it. I'll just bring the camera closer to it so you can uh, uh, see a little bit clearer. Um, and we'll just look at maybe the... the um, the shredder on the tractor. So we have the tractor. Just for example, now just at home today, there's a guy coming to spread a bit of 10, 10, 20 for reseeding. Uh, yeah. And he's going to do a bit of nitrogen, I would say protected urea and grass ground and after that. So what you're saying there is basically he'll have to adjust his setting between. He will, and I'll show you those settings as we move on, Joe. Yeah. So basically, you know, the basic machine settings will be more or less the same, where the changes are going to come is actually down here with the veins, you know, yeah. and the adjustments with the veins. There may be some adjustments in the height as well, you know, uh, in order to uh, achieve that. Now, it will depend on the working weight that he's working to, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those variables. And, and look, I suppose I'll show you when we get into the actual setup and calibration, and I have some books and stuff there that will come with the machines. Um, but look, the reality is there's apps and stuff there now which make that far more easier uh, because those um, those books were, were um, very off-putting for people, like, you know, because uh, I suppose, number one, that they were hard to understand and read, and number two, it was almost impossible to find your product in it, you know, so yes. um, the apps have made that much, much easier, you know. Okay. But if we just go back to the basics, first of all, I suppose, you know, we need to make sure that the machine itself is, is set up properly. Look, the first thing I just want to mention before we do anything with machinery is just safety. You know, unfortunately, again, I just see results out there. Um, I saw them there this morning. Um, the Health and Safety Authority announced results of um, workplace accidents. And the number one uh, item is obviously is, is tractors again, you know, and machinery. So again, just, you know, anything we're doing with machinery, we just need to do, do need to make sure that we're, we're uh, thinking of safety, Joe, to make sure the tractor itself is uh, fit for purpose and, and the machine is fit for purpose. So look, there's, there's, um, there's plenty of information on, on walk-around uh, checks on the machine, but I would encourage people to do them. And I suppose one of the problems uh, with this is we get so used to our own machine and, and, and working on our own machines uh, that we may become a bit, little bit complacent, like, you know. Um, so Joe, I just want to mention that before we start. But I suppose putting the machine on the tractor, um, it is important that it's, it's on correctly. I suppose one of the first things uh, that we would we, be checking, um, I suppose even just to, to start with, is just check to make sure your two tires, uh, that the tire pressure in, in both uh, tires is actually the same. Um, so that'll make sure the tractor itself is sitting level. You know? uh, then we'll actually put the, the machine onto the tractor. You need to adjust the, the link arms on, on both sides, so your bottom link arms, to make sure that they're level. So again, I suppose, look, uh, you know, just from giving these talks that you've been driving along the road, uh, you're constantly uh, um, looking at, at machines just going along the road. And look, you will see them where they're you know, maybe lying you know, this way or lying that way. You know? And like, you, know, you can imagine, like, you were trying to throw that fertilizer you know, out maybe 15, 20, you know, up to you know, 
30 metres, maybe in some cases, uh, uh, people know, like if you're off any little bit at all, Joe, you're going to be, that fertiliser is going to be hitting the ground much, much quicker um, than it should be if it's, if it's lying any little bit at all. So make sure that it's uh, level across the back, okay? Um, and again, you know, that'll come from adjustments on the, the arms of the tractor inside. The other area that we should be checking is, um, and again, look, this is, I suppose, there's a little bit of a, a caveat to it, is just that it's level uh, front to back. So, so from, if we're looking at it here from the side, um, so looking at it in here from the side that it's level in this direction. Now, there is certain situations where that shouldn't be level, um, but by and large, where I, what I would be saying to people, if in doubt, you uh, make sure that that's level front to back as well, okay? Uh, I will show you in the settings where, where that may change for different types of fertilizer. Um, but getting those two things set up, uh, uh, first of all, is, 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 is suppose one of the first things. Check the machine over then, just make sure that everything is functioning correctly on it. So make sure there's no cracks or damage um, in the actual machine. Uh, the linkages uh, inside in the front that are, 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 are working, um, the regulator down in the bottom of the machine, make sure that they're okay. That if there's any wear in those pins, um, you know, either left or right, that's going to change how much of an opening you get inside in it. So, you know, although the, the, um, the metering mechanism may be doing a full stroke um, with wearing linkages back along, you're actually opening in the bottom of the machine, may not be opening up to the full length um, because of that uh, slap or play in those linkages. Um, coming down along then, just looking at um, the uh, gearbox and the vanes themselves. So again, just give the discs uh, a shake, uh, just to make sure that they're uh, solid, they're not loose, okay? This is, uh, this ball will be playing that one, okay? And then a little bit of play, just checking the, the play between the discs, just to see if there any slap inside in the gearbox. Um, again, it just gives us an idea of, of um, any sign of any wears in, inside in that. So, um, Joe, any little bit of a, a play or a wobble um, in these, uh, you know, will obviously you know, maybe be exaggerated um, at speed. You know, it's a bit like balancing the, the, the wheels in your car, Joe. You know? Um, you get that wobble at certain speeds um, again, which will obviously have a, an effect on the on the overall performance of the actual machine. Um, the big item then that we're looking at is our veins. Okay, so like the veins down here, I think that's doing all the work. Okay, so you know they'll vary uh, in the types of veins. Um, so you can see the the uh, vein mechanism here. This actual one. Uh, it can actually adjust in two directions. Uh, it can adjust on the angle and it can adjust on uh, the length, okay? And the settings for those on the um, Amazon spreader over there, there's actually just adjustments on the, uh, the actual uh, angle of them. <coughs> so it's uh, uh, this, machine, this unit here, so we can adjust uh, the angle. Now you'll notice that uh, one of the veins here is long, uh, one of them is short uh, on that. And again, Look, they, they all work, they all perform, um, they're all well capable of doing their job. There's a lot of science and engineering that goes into this, a lot of testing. These, all these companies have their own uh, purpose-built test halls where they take in the samples of fertilizer, they put them through the machines, uh, they check to make sure that they can actually uh, uh, deliver the machines. And then uh, from that, then they can actually uh, give us back the required settings uh, in order to spread that um, uh, correctly. Okay, but although although the designs are different, uh, they will all uh, are, are are capable of of um, delivering uh, the same quality uh, of spread. 
So, uh, checking those over, just to I'll just get a couple of uh, veins here for a second, I'll bring back over to you there. And um, I just have some um, examples um, here of different uh, different veins. So I suppose, look, starting, uh, this is actually um, off uh, the spreader here in the college. Um, I'll come in here a bit closer and hopefully you'll be able to see that you can probably see him there. But up along uh, here, there's uh, a whole series of ripples up along that vein, okay, all the way up along. Now, you can imagine, like, the fertilizer uh, uh, is landing, hopefully, you know, in most cases, they're trying to land it uh, right here in the center where the disc is at kind of at its lowest speed. By doing that, it gets, a, a, I suppose, a soft start is what they call it. So it's gentle and it lands onto this gently, so it's not getting the slap of a, a vein as it comes around. And then it travels out along the vein, okay, gaining energy the further out that it goes. Um, and then it leaves here at the end. So, you know, by the time it's reached the end here, it's picking up all the energy uh, to get thrown that distance, okay. If there's damage or ripples or that on this, you know, that's going to cause friction or wear. Um, you know, against the, the, the fertilizer. So the fertilizer is actually going to slow down and uh, as it moves out rather than pick up that full uh, energy that it would when it's, it's moving along a nice uh, smooth surface. So that's going to have an effect on it. Um, I Are suppose, there ripples on that one there, Francis? There is ripples on it. Can yeah, you see, so you that one's damaged. Like, yeah, you can, see, you can actually see them, all right, yeah. So th that's actually damaged then, is it? It is, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. It is... Can you, you can see that, you can, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can see it on the main camera there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's kind of ripples all the way up along, uh, up along here, you know, okay? Yeah, um, and obviously then if you see, if you were seeing a lot of dust, um, we'll say as you're spreading, is it a risk that the, the drop speed onto the vein has gone wrong and that, that it's fracturing the, the granule then, is it? I'll talk about that in a minute. You know, it might, okay. might have actually more to do with the fertilizer. Um, okay. Now, it could have, it could have, it could be, the drop point, you know, um, uh, on the machine, um, but it might actually have more to do with fertilizer. And I look at doing a, a test on fertilizer. I have a kit there for testing the fertilizer hardness and that, um, which might explain that a little bit clearer. Uh, here's um, here's another one uh, here. So again, um, this is uh, I think off an Amazon spreader as well. Um, so hopefully you can see all the ripples up along yeah. up along there, and you can see the big hole here at the top of it. Yeah. Okay, there's a large hole there in the top of it, and again, that's worn uh, completely through. Do you know, uh, there at that point. Um, uh, this um, this this here or this vein here. Um, this is off um, uh, breed all spreader. Okay, um, but you can see uh, you can probably see the texture change between here and here. Yes. You know, yeah. the, the whole vein would have been this texture up here. So. You can see it's actually got very, very rough uh, down this area. So again, you know, the friction as it moves out along there is going to be way higher uh, on this area than it would be have been on the original one. And this down here, this is not a slot for a bolt. That's wear uh, through the vein as well. So you can see um, the, the hole that it's cut through uh, all the way through there at that point. You know, so um, the other one I have here now is... Um, this is off of a bogwell spreader. Um, but again, now you can see you know, all that uh, surface again, the, the, um, 
uh, again, the roughness on it, and again, you can see the hole uh, worn through here at this point again. So, you know, it doesn't matter which manufacturer, like these are wearing parts, you know, yeah. uh, and they need to be checked and they need to be, need to be replaced. I actually gave a talk a couple of years ago, um, and uh, it was um, a discussion group, and, and the farmer said he didn't want to use his own spreader because uh, he didn't want to put up in front of, of the group. He didn't think it was... Uh, uh, suitable, and uh, they organised to get the local contractor spreader to come in um, uh, for the session. But it was actually a, a spreader similar to this. And um, here on the machine, there's actually, uh, I don't know if you can see the air now, but there's actually a tab here in the back where you can attach your finger to extend uh, these in and out. But actually, yeah. there was a hole, there was an inch missing off the end of, of the vein, uh, completely gone, you know, but the tab was actually still attached. Uh, because of the way the metal had worn, so literally fertilizer was leaving, it was coming out, and it was hitting straight into that tab, you know, uh, on the back of the machine, you know. So, um, an area that uh, I would recommend everybody, Joe, you know, that's watching this, uh, to go and have a look at the veins on the machine and uh, uh, check them out um, and make sure that they're they're not worn or damaged, Joe. You know. Um, is that, Are there the any guidelines then, Francis, in relation to how long you'd expect them to last, or does it complete? Is it complete? Sure, it, it really depends on. It, it really depends on the fertilizer, to be honest. Do you know, yeah. um, you know, because some of them have a kind of a, maybe a filler material and a, and a, a you know, kind of a, um, a stone. Some of them are an awful lot more abrasive than others. Like, do you know, mm -hmm. um, so and again, look, one thing with fertilizer spreaders, you know, aftercare is critical. Do you know. So okay. once you're finished spreading, it's the washing down afterwards. Joe, you know, um, you know, if it's if it's well looked after, washed down, gets a spray of oil, Joe, you, know, uh, you can get way longer out of uh, out of all the whole machine, not alone just the veins. Um, uh, so again, Joe, you know, again, just basic maintenance uh, will have a have a huge influence on it, like Joe. You know? uh, yeah, but again, so look, the types of fertilizer will also have a have a, an effect and an influence on it. Not a great idea yeah. to be leaving fertilizer in the spreader, so. Uh, definitely not. No, definitely not. No, Scott, of all things. I'll just come around to the side here just for a second. We'll just have a look at um, the mechanism here on the side. Um, this unit here, uh, this is our headland control on this machine. Okay. So um, on this machine, what we, we do is um, uh, it's on, we say on the left hand side of our machine. So we have our driving on the, the ditch to our left hand side. Uh, this is hydraulically lowered from the cab. Um, so you literally um, operate the spool valve above. This unit will come all the way down and it will sit here in the spread pattern. And what it does, now there is different settings or adjustments on these as well. Joe, you know, um, there's normally kind of three adjustments uh, or three basic settings, um, but it'll vary from machine to machine. One is, I suppose, what's called uh, full eco mode. Um, so basically, now look, each company will have their own name on it, but, but basically what it's doing is it's making sure no fertilizer goes beyond the boundary, do you know? So absolutely no fertilizer will get beyond the boundary. Now, we'll say that first run, you know, depending on what you're working with, is let's say if you're working to 12 meter bout widths, you know, you're going to be six meters from the headland, you know? Most cases, our fertilizer spreader is actually spreading 12 meters both sides. It's almost touching back to, to our, our, our next run, do you know? But what we're doing here at this point is we're actually taking all that extra fertilizer that would normally go beyond uh, uh, the boundary, turning it back in into that area, and then it obviously evens out the, the, the spread pattern in that area. 
there is, I suppose, uh, there's kind of a middle setting then, and then there's a third setting, which is, uh, I suppose, field or crop setting um, uh, adjustment for this. And in the field or crop setting, is it, it makes sure that um, it spreads fertilizer right up to the ditch, Joe. Now, some of it will go beyond the ditch in that case, you know, so there is uh, some adjustments uh, to that. Um, I suppose just making sure that it's, it's uh, fully lowered and fully raised as well is, is very important. And even, look, we might touch on some of the high-end uh, uh, technology that's available on spreaders before we finish. Um, but again, even on, on those high-end GPS spreaders, you know, uh, a lot of those use the same type of mechanism, you know, uh, for uh, the headlands. Uh, controls that you would lower it down to your headland and raise it back up and like it is something that um, I don't I know even talking to people um, who bought the high-end spreaders Joe and oh Jesus uh, you know I was mentioned the fact that there is some of them now actually have a sensor available where there's actually a switch a uh, little sensor switch that picks up the position of this you know um, and it'd like the light inside the cab um, and to be honest, I'd be, I'd be nearly recommending people to, to go with that option if it was available because you know I have as they talking people that they ended up continuing to spread uh, they might be on the phone or something after doing the headland run and continue to spread the rest of the field uh, with the headland unit down um, and again that's going to have a huge uh, effect on obviously the, 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 the quality of the spread, you'll have an awful lot of striping going on in the field uh, because you normally be doing a run up here and a run down the next one you know? um, um, so it will, it will definitely uh, uh, cause issues so again that switch a fantastic tool, you know, works great, uh, just needs to be um, used properly. And again, just that it is a maintenance uh, item on it. Um, the same is on the Amazon spreader there. Uh, on the uh, Bogwell uh, spreader here, it's slightly different in the way it does its headland mechanism. Uh, so with the, um, I suppose the Bogwell, I suppose Bogwell is slightly different actually in a number of ways. Um, the other two machines um, have outward spinning discs. So the discs actually spin uh, outward. So this disc is actually spinning in this direction, throwing fertilizer out in that direction. And this one is doing the same in this direction. Um, so by and large, we'd say the, the left-hand side of the machine does the left-hand side, you know, and the right-hand side does the right-hand side. Whereas the, the Bogwell and there's one or two others on the market uh, that do the same, uh, Breedall would be one of them. Um, there's, um, I think Tulip, there's one or two others anyway that have similar, but they're actually spinning in direction, inward uh, uh, direction, so they're spinning this way. So actually both sets of discs actually cover almost the full working weight of, of the machine. Um, and what they've done then for the headland mechanism is they actually have, there's a lever uh, here. Uh, if you pull this lever, uh, here, what it actually does is it changes the direction of the discs. So the discs actually spin in the opposite direction for the headland run. Okay. What's actually going on there, um, if we have a look at, at the, the, the vein here, okay. Basically, the fertilizer is coming down. It's traveling down uh, the full length of the vein here and leaving the vein then at that point uh, when we're doing our normal spreading. When we're doing our headland spread, it's actually spinning in the opposite direction. We have this first uh, kind of a wave, which actually diverts the fertilizer. Uh, the second bit of fertilizer will travel along here, and it'll actually leave here. So it actually doesn't travel as far down the, the, the vein as all, at all. So it doesn't build up the same amount of, of energy. Okay, and that's how they uh, achieve. There's also an angle up there as well, just to kind of to change the tra trajectory of it. 
in order to uh, achieve that. But again, I suppose you know it's just important to understand that each machine is is different, um, and that um, when you're checking um, over your machine, that you're checking to make uh, make sure everything is working on it uh, that should be working or that should be on 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 your machine. Now there is other ways to adjust if you don't have if you don't have that headland unit. Um, on with the likes of the, the uh, Roush, um, I think on the Amazon as well, you can actually adjust the vanes. You can get down and physically move the vanes uh, for your headland run and the settings uh, uh, there in the book or on the app uh, to, to get, uh, give you those settings. So you can actually physically do that as well. So there is uh, other mechanisms to do it. But look, uh, the reality is, um, you know, I'd be recommending people go with, you know, something that can be controlled uh, from the cab um, so that you can physically operate it. Now, look, uh, I would say on the, the, the Roush machine, you can lower and raise that uh, with the machine running. Um, so it's a hydraulic spool. So when you're on the, on the headland running into the field, you could be pulling that down uh, to get ready to get going into the field. Um, on the bog valve, you can get a cable control back up into the cab. Uh, so you have a cable control to open or close this. And again, you know, the easier you make that for yourself, the more likely you're going to do it. You know, um, if you have to, you know, the, the one thing you do on the on the, the Bogwell machine, the machine has to be stopped and the, the discs have to be stopped because you're actually changing from forward to reverse in the gearbox. You know, so it is very important that your um, that your discs have fully stopped before you change over. So you don't have that issue with 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 the other machines. You know, okay, but I suppose just checking those over is is, is a, a an important. Um, feature. The other thing then I suppose if we um is just making sure that your 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 um your uh metering mechanism so that'll vary from machine to machine. We can see it probably clearer here on the back of the machine here. So we've our metering mechanism here on the back. So again we're just uh loosening this uh we're sliding this across uh to match up with uh whatever our settings uh give us from look we look at the apps and stuff later on where we'll get those settings. Uh, again, we'd be, you know, in this case, we'd be adjusting uh, both sides uh, to get our settings right. So that's obviously changing our, our shutter position inside the machine. Now, look, that will vary as well um, from fertilizer to fertilizer. So um, I, I might, I might even do one. I'll do one there now altogether, um, just to show it to you. Uh, so let me just take you through how we'd actually go about uh, maybe getting the settings. Basically, uh, we have our our, um, uh, our Amazon spreader here. So again, look, the first thing here on the app is we're looking for uh, the make and model. In, in our case, we have a, a ZAM, okay? Uh, so we have a ZAM here, okay? There's OM and OS, okay? That's actually uh, um, the disc, okay? And I'll show you that in a second again, okay? So we actually have uh, an OM uh, disc on the machine here, okay? So we could change those. So we'll, we'll go with our, our OM disc. The the second item there that we're selecting is our country. Okay. The reason we're selecting our country is so that we're just downloading the fertilizers uh, for Ireland. Okay. So obviously, you know, they've tested fertilizers. You know, these machines go all over the world, uh, spreading, you know, uh, the fertilizer uh, uh, wherever. So they need to have uh, settings for each one. Um, the um, the next thing then that we're doing is just going to pick uh, our fertilizers. So. Uh, if we come in here, you can see the range of fertilizers. So we just take a look at an NPK fertilizer there for a minute, okay? Um, and I just come down there um, and 
we might even just take a, an eighteen six twelve there, okay? Uh, and we'll just look at you know you have the material um, uh, blends, okay? Uh, there, so uh, you can see a picture of it if I click uh, ready, okay? The next thing that we're going to do is we're going to put in um, our working width. So let's say we're working at 15 meters. We're going to travel. We can change our travel speed. So we'll go to uh, 12. And then, you know, what we want to put out per hectare. So let's say, you know, 120 kgs per hectare. Uh, display our results. But the first thing I'm getting is you see up in the very top, it's saying that there's uh, um, the settings are based on a 5 kg uh, test sample. Okay. Now, this warning is there because um, the test sample that they've actually used, you know, when they run these machines in their test hall, you know, you know, they would actually need, you know, I think this is close to four tonnes to actually carry out a full test in the test hall um, of fertiliser. That means, you know, Goulding's sending four tonnes of this 18612, in this case, uh, would be over to Germany, to Amazon's test hall in Germany. You know, um, or to Rausch's factory or to Bogvald's factory up in, 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 in Denmark. Um, you know, um, and then they run that through their fertilizer or through that their test hall uh, to get the results. In this case, it's based on what's called a 5 kg sample. What they've actually sent them is actually they've only sent them 5 kgs. They've taken those 5 kgs and they've matched the properties to uh, another sample of fertilizer that they have put through their machine and they take their sentence uh, from that. But they are given a warning um, to say that it's only based on the 5 kgs. There's a um, uh, calibration factor of 0.92, a granule diameter 3.72, a bulk density 1.03. Okay, we'll have a look at those in a minute when we have a, do our sieve tests and stuff over there in a minute. Um, and then uh, it's given me a vein setting of, of 20 uh, and 42. So I'll show you in a second where we'd adjust uh, those lane settings. So we're 20 and 42, and it's given me a shorter position then of 25 um, for the 120, k, 120 kgs per hectare. So that's the, the, the regulator settings on the, on the back of the machine. Um, then there's other settings further down for uh, different types of hydro machines. Um, and also the, the limiter for headland uh, settings there as well. Okay, so you can see side spreading, boundary spreading, water growth spreading, as we mentioned earlier on, just a different name for the, the same items. So that's um, an 18612 from Goulding's um, uh, vein settings 2042. We'll just have a look at, um, we'll do another one there for a second. Um, so, we'll just try uh, a target, uh, 10, 8, uh, 25, okay, blend, ready, okay, um, 15 meters, 12, and 120, and we'll display the results, okay. Um, you can see, um, again, it's given us that warning here on top. Uh, the calibration factor, the same point 0.9, it's 3.6 mils there and 1.01 kgs, um, 19.41, okay? So again, their vein settings have even changed, you know, slightly for those. Uh, and I've done this um, in the past for two 10, 10, 20s, um, you know, one from one manufacturer and one from another manufacturer, and the vein settings have changed. And what's changing, um, is um, okay. I'll just come out of this now for a second. Uh, 
Um, so what's changing, um, what's normally changing is the, that bulk density, okay? The bulk density of the fertilizer is different and it's giving us different uh, vein settings. So that's our, our OM uh, disc there that I was talking about. And in this case, Joe was giving us 18. So I'd be adjusting up to uh, the number, um, that's 18 is on this side, okay? Uh, Just him across to the 18 there. Okay, so change the angle there. And then it'll be adjusting this guy to 41, uh, I think we're saying. So back there to, uh, to 41. Okay. Uh, so, you know, by changing those angles, and we noticed that the, uh, I think the 41 had gone to 42. Joe, between those two fertilizers. So again, that's changing the, the length of this long vein, okay? So basically what it's going to mean is the fertilizer is actually going to spend slightly longer on the vein. Uh, it's going to gain more energy, Joe, uh, before it leaves the vein. And uh, that'll make up for that uh, loss in, in density. I'm going to just, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to try and I'll put in the other earphone just to see if uh, I can get that one back. Um, Now, can you, can you hear me now? You can, can you? Can you give me a thumbs up again? No, I can't hear you. Can you give me a thumbs up again there if you can hear me now? Yeah. Look, I'll say go on anyway. I can't hear you for some reason. So I'll watch call it. Um, I'll just stay going. What I'll do is I'll just, we'll just have a look here at... Um, What I have here is I just have a, a kit for for uh, for looking at um, or for testing the uh, the fertilizer. Um, so uh, basically, I suppose there's a number of of different items. Uh, one is our, our bulk density, and the other is our grain size. And uh, the third item would be our hardness. Okay. So to do the bulk density, basically what we have here is it's a, a graduated uh, cylinder. It's just been cut off exactly at the at the liter mark on top, uh, so we just fill it up uh, to level. Okay. I'll just turn this guy on here. So. Uh, we basically be weighing that uh, uh, litre of fertiliser, so I'm getting 1.43 there, and this is uh, Grand Lime, okay, the, um, the uh, cylinder itself uh, weighs 0.2 of a kg, so that's 1.2 kgs um, in a litre, okay, um, so that's, you know, we were, the one we were looking at a minute ago was kind of around uh, one kg. So, you know, this would actually, you know, this fertilizer here would actually have more energy uh, than the 18612 and that that we were looking at a minute ago. So the reality is the veins on this would probably be actually that little bit uh, of a steeper angle, you know, so it would actually slide off of it that little bit quicker, you know, okay? If you go then to the legs of the urea, you're going to be at the other scale, Joe, you know, we're going to be at somewhere point, maybe 0.8, Joe, you know, um, of a kg, you know, for the litre. So it's going to be much lighter it's going to need that extra energy, you know, so we're going to need to adjust the veins in order to give it, give it that extra energy. 
the other item then that we'll be looking at is actually the, the granule size. Um, so this item here, basically what we have inside it is, is just a, a series of, of uh, sieves, uh, different sized uh, sieves uh, inside here, okay? Uh, basically what we'll do is we'll actually fill uh, one side of this So just fill that up to, to level there. Uh, put the, the lid on us there. And we literally just shake that for 30 seconds. And then after 30 seconds, we'd be looking at the distribution uh, here inside that there. You can see in this one, you know, again, with the grand line, we're actually, you know, uh, they're, they're quite big uh, uh, grains. You know, we'd normally see, you know, with the likes of uh, your canned fertilizer, um, that uh, most of the fertilizer would actually probably be here between the 3.3 the, uh, and the 4.75. And I think, you know, those fertilizers we're looking at a minute ago, they were talking about maybe 3.45 or 3.5 or something around there. Um, uh, we have uh, hardly anything. Um, less than two mil, um, and we have uh, a small. We've nothing less than two mil. But we have a small bit between uh, two and um, three point three mil uh, there. So again, our distribution, you know, uh, varies. So again, that will have an effect on on the way the fertilizer flies uh, from the machine. So again, um, now look, some of the manufacturers would say Bogwell actually um, and. Uh, I think Vernland um, and a few others actually give you uh, a kit like this uh, with the machine and you actually carry out, you can carry out these tests yourself uh, on the fertilizer that you're using and then you'd adjust um, using their app. You put the results from this into their app. Sulky is the same. Uh, they give you the kit as well and you, put, you can actually put these results uh, of your fertilizer into it uh, to see um, how they compare. The other item then that we're looking at is just the, the hardness. Um, so um, here we have a hardness tester, so it's, it's this unit here. So basically, you know, there's basically a spring inside in this. Um, the more I push down on it, uh, basically that's, you know, um, uh, four kgs, five kgs uh, of force down along. So basically what we're doing is we're putting one grain underneath uh, this guy here, uh, pushing down until it breaks, okay? So that's breaking there, you know, somewhere around five, five and a half kgs, okay? We do that then with a, a few grains. Five. That one has gone as, as two, okay? That one has gone as four, okay? So basically, you know, you'd, uh, uh, by doing this, basically what we're doing is we're just checking the hardness of the fertilizer and, and um, he mentioned earlier on about uh, dust um, and that on the back of the machine. Um, I suppose, Joe, that would be a, a big issue, Joe, of where we'd be, we'd be um, where that dust uh, would be forming, Joe. It's literally that fertilizer as it comes down. If we have a lot of soft fertilizer, you know, depending on where it's been stored, if you have bulk fertilizer, that's been left in storage, um, you know, for a couple of weeks, maybe in damp weather, 
it'll soak all up or soak up that moisture again. Um, then you go to go and spray that fertilizer. Um, you know, when it's falling down and that vein is coming around uh, and it makes contact with it, it'll literally just shatter it there on the back of the machine. You'll end up the back of the machine will be destroyed in fertilizer dust. Um, uh, and obviously, you know, that's not, you know, uh, fertilizer that we can actually uh, spread evenly or accurately. You know, we can't even get it onto the disc uh, without making bits of it, you know. Um, so, uh, so again, we'll say ideally we'd be looking for a hardness there of, of certainly above four, but certainly, you know, in around the five uh, would be good. Now, those bags, uh, they're bags of, of Grandline that are there with 12 months, you know. Um, so, you know, if we had fresh fertilizer, we'd probably see that they'd be actually up maybe even closer to seven, seven or eight, you know, uh, of a hardness. But again, we'd say that bulk density, that granule size, you know, um, and, and the hardness, you know, are going to have a big influence on how that fertilizer spreads. And I suppose, you know, we just need to realize that fertilizer is not fertilizer, you know, that there is so many different uh, uh, types of products out there and you just can't just dump a bag into the machine and expect it uh, to deliver the results. Use the app, the all, all the manufacturers have apps to, um, to set up the machine to give you those vein settings. Um, uh, now they do, I suppose, um, they do supply you with, with they supply you with these um, uh, booklets as well, okay? Um, uh, I suppose, you know, the likes of this one would be, uh, might be more typical, but like, um, in fairness, um, like it's pages upon pages of numbers. Um, you would want a lesson on how to use it in the first instance. Now I can give it to you now, but reality is I don't know if any will ever open it again. Uh, most of them you'd be found either maybe behind the back seat of the tractor, um, or maybe they didn't even make it into the tractor. Okay. Uh, there is, um, with the Rouse, the other system that they actually use is, is, um, is this system, um, which is basically uh, a card system. So basically they have um, these, um, these cards here, and you can, you basically go, if you have a, a, an, N, an NPK, um, you know, um, you'll find the type of fertilizer that you're spreading. So let's say we're talking about an NPK. Um, you go then and you match these to your sample of fertilizer. So, you know, you, you take them, you put them down, you know, in beside your fertilizer. So you're going to get a fertilizer that uh, is similar um, in size and shape uh, to these. Uh, there's a number then. So let's say, you know, you say you're spreading a, a, an NPK5. Okay, so that's the closest match to the fertilizer that I'm spreading. Then you go to the likes of the the book here, okay, and you can find your NPK uh, five. So that's our NPK four, NPK five. So you're looking, you're only looking for that page uh, in the booklet, and then you get your working width. It'll give you your vein settings, okay. Uh, in this case, uh, it's saying at 16 meters D3A2. We'll go over to the machine just for a second, just to see what what that might mean, okay. So here on the machine, basically, on these, we actually have two settings. There's a, an ABCD coming out along, um, the, out along this area here, and then there's uh, numbers here. So we set this to D, okay, and we set this to 3, okay, uh, is what, how we'd be adjusting that. And then the opposite vein, it's saying, is A2. So on the opposite side, 
we'd be setting A2 here on this side, okay? The other thing it's given me here is giving me this, um, you can see 40, 40, 50, 50, 60, 60, 60, 60, 70, 70, okay, um, hours along here. What that actually is, is our, is our, our working height, okay? Now, uh, you know, I didn't mention this earlier on, but basically uh, it's, it's given us a, a setting for our, our, our working height, okay? So the 60, 60 is actually the measurement from the top of the crop up to uh, the tab here. I'm at 80 there at that point, okay? And you'll be measuring here at this point here again, okay? 76, okay? So we actually have a slight toe uh, up on that. So it's telling us that you need, need both of those level. Now you would be measuring that over the crop, okay? Rather than here in the yard. So again, making sure that we're high enough and at the right height. Some, there is uh, some settings uh, there uh, where you'll actually find that that, um, particularly if you're doing late uh, cover crop, maybe in the cereal, uh, cereal crops, um, you might find that that's actually uh, uh, zero on the front and 30 on the back. So it's literally the, that front edge is just running along the top of the crop uh, and the back edge is 30 uh, uh, mil above the crop. Um, so again, uh, there is certain situations where you would adjust that. The Amazon spreader, uh, that's always running level. They don't have any adjustments uh, uh, for a toe. The uh, bog valve spreader over there, um, it does have an adjustment. It actually has a spirit level on the front of the machine that you'd adjust um, uh, forwards or backwards um, in there's, there's uh, degrees of adjustment on it. And then you bring your bubble level uh, back to level uh, for that. The other thing that I just want to mention uh, um, is just calibration of the machine. Okay, uh, so the calibration of the machine, in order to, you know, we have our settings uh, now uh, from our book or from our app or wherever we're after getting them. It is very important to check that the, the spreader is actually putting out the volume of fertilizer that uh, we had um, uh, anticipated or hoped. And in order to do that, um, uh, with most of the machines, uh, the method of doing it is actually, we'll actually remove the vein. Okay, so there's a little tool here on the side of the machine here. Uh, we come in here, we'll actually open up. I'll just open off that there. Am I just checking because the volume is, the volume is actually turned down nice, is it? No, the volume is up, yeah. Um, um, so, just remove this uh, disc here uh, completely, okay? So we'll take the disc off the machine. Um, this is going to end up dropping fertilizer straight down there. So actually here on the front of the machine, there's actually a little unit that comes with it. So this little unit here, that sits in there like that. Uh, basically we'll fit a, a bucket here underneath the machine and then We'll start the machine, okay, and we'll actually run the machine. So the PTO needs to be running, okay, at our 540 RPM. Uh, we'll open the shutter then for 30 seconds. We'll collect the fertilizer that comes out of it. Uh, it'll be collected in the bucket there. We'll weigh what fertilizer has come out of it, and we'll check that then against, again, the apps and the booklets actually tell us uh, how much fertilizer should be coming out of the machine. If, um, if your app or your, or your, your machine doesn't, I actually have a calculator on, online 
I'll, I'll share it with George um, uh, uh, to actually do, to, to, to do the calculation uh, for you to work out how much should be coming out of your machine. Um, but basically, we collect that. Um, if there's any um, uh, error in that, so we've, we've too little or too much fertilizer coming out of the machine, we'd adjust our shutter uh, position again, okay, to change that. So why would it vary uh, from you know, what we'd be expecting? I suppose there's a number of reasons. Uh, one could be um, our fertilizer. If our fertilizer, if those granule sizes were, you know, were bigger than what the company have tested, you know, so maybe you know, the fertilizer they tested was last year or the year before, granule sizes are slightly bigger, it would maybe flow out of it differently. If it was damp, you know, if the fertilizer was anyway damp at all, uh, again, it won't flow at all at like the, 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 the same uh, rate out of it. It could be wear in the machine. So we mentioned those linkages earlier on. You know, so those linkages, if there was wear in the linkages, maybe the shutter isn't opening fully, or maybe there's actually wear inside the shutter and it, there's actually, you know, uh, the hole is actually bigger than it should be. You know, so these are all things that could affect that flow of fertilizer out of the machine. So it is important that, that uh, uh, we do uh, uh, check on that. Um, there, is, um, there is a case there with the... the uh, the, the bog well, uh, machine, um, so it's uh, this bag here on the side of it, that comes with it. So they use this for, for doing, um, I suppose to give you the sieve box to, to work out the, the size of granules um, and, that and the hardness. And then they give you this case as well uh, to work out the flow factor. So basically uh, this bar here hooks onto the side of the machine. There's a scales that comes with it, it hangs onto that, then the bag on that. You fill the bag up, okay? Uh, turn on your scales, tear it, okay, and then basically what you do is you'll open this and you'll run it here for 30 seconds, okay, after 30 seconds we'll close that and you'll have a minus figure here on your scales um, and you put that uh, figure then into, there's a formula here on the bag, okay, so your kgs per hectare is what you want to spread, your meters is you're working with, your kilometers per hour is your forward speed, multiplied by uh, 155, which is just uh, um, uh, the formula just to bring back our, our kgs per hectare and that uh, back. And then divided by uh, uh, GX, which is the grams uh, that come out of the bag in 30 seconds, okay? That'll give you a figure somewhere in the thousands, okay? Um, that figure then is just uh, basically um, here on the front of the machine. So, down here on the front of the machine, there's uh, this guy here, this is our flow factor. So we'd have something in, you know, probably up around maybe 2,000. So, you know, 2,100 uh, is there. We'd adjust this guy back up to 2,100 for a stop, okay? And that would be our, our uh, adjustment for this machine. Now, again, you know, that doesn't take into consideration anywhere at the machine. So it's still important to do the, you know, the, the calibration test that we mentioned earlier on. The other thing I had mentioned on this machine already was that, that uh, spirit level. You can see there's an adjustment. This guy here, I can adjust this guy to minus two degrees, four degrees. There's a bubble level. You can't see there now this guy's in the way. But again, once the machine is up in its working position, we'd be adjusting that uh, bubble level back to, to uh, uh, where it should be even. Look, the last thing, I'm just conscious of time, the last thing I want to do is just, um, uh, is I just want to have a look at um, uh, tray testing. Okay, um, so the, no matter which machine we're using, Joe, it's throwing the fertilizer. Once it leaves the back of the machine, it has no idea 
what's going on with it or where it's going to. And that's the same now even for the high-end GPS spreaders. You know, once it's left the back of the machine, you know, it doesn't know what's happening. It can set everything up. It can weigh. But say if you take our GPS spreader, we were talking about doing our buckets uh, test there minutes ago. Our GPS spreader has the scales on the machine. It's doing that bucket test essentially every maybe uh, uh, 10, 20 seconds. It's recalibrating the machine based on what's leaving it over the, 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 speed, the time period and the forward speed that you're doing. But again, once it leaves the machine, it doesn't know what condition the veins are in or whether you've adjusted the veins right or not. Um, so, you know, it still doesn't know that it's, it's landing uh, correctly or that you have the machine set up level or anything like that. So that's why it's important to do um, uh, a tray test. Okay, now I have two different types of tray tests. Our, our, our common tray test would be, um, we'll say you can see the orange trays are here. Basically, we'd lay out a series of trays behind the machine. We'd lay one uh, which is directly uh, in the middle of the machine here, and then we'd lay them you know, evenly across our working width. Um, depending on how many trays we have. We basically run the machine over those trays, so we'd spread as normal. So we do a run up here, a run down, you know, um, and uh, spread the, that section as we normally would. We'd pick up the trays then, uh, pick up the trays, we take out these uh, inner sections out of them, okay? We'll have the fertilizer uh, uh, collected uh, inside in, in the tray, okay? So, we have a new fertilizer collected in here. We'll put that then into, I'll show you the units that we going over here. Put that into some type of, of graduated cylinder like this, okay? And then we'd look at that along with all the other ones, put them side by side uh, to see uh, our distribution, to see how we get an even distribution uh, across the back of the machine. Again, to say this is, it is, um, um, certainly would be recommending uh, definitely you know anybody spreading uh, as a contractor or should be doing this uh, minimum once a season for each type of fertilizer that he's using okay um, they, there is kits available they're about 200 euros there may be a discussion groups of that go you know, bought a kit between them Joe you know, would do and they could share uh, between them but we would be uh, recommended that you're checking uh, to make sure the spread pattern is, is right the other thing I have here on the floor is, is mats. Um, they're actually mats from Amazon. Okay. So again, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, um, um, I'll just share my screen there again. So basically with with these, these are uh, what's called uh, it's uh, the easy check. Um, but basically, what we have is I put in here. So um, we're spreading uh, rulings. Um, and we continue with the easy check. So, but basically, what I'm going to do is you can see it's you lay out your mats. Um, so you have four directly behind the machine, you have four then out three meters, you have four out six meters, four out nine meters. Um, and basically what you do then is you literally click on the first one you're going to do, okay? Camera pops up on the phone, uh, come down until the square boxes are lined up with the squares on the mat, hit the camera button, it'll take a picture. So you can see the white dots represent the fertilizer uh, on the mat, okay? 
So if I go again, okay, so you can see the mat here with the fertilizer on it. Go down again, line up my dots. So you can see roughly where the fertilizer is on it now. Take the picture. And you can see where it's picking up uh, fertilizer, okay. It's counting how much fertilizer is there, okay. Um, same again. And so on. Okay, so you continue on, okay, until you have all of them done, okay. Now, which, this one, um, what it will do is, um, it's only designed for Amazon spreaders, okay. Um, so it will um, give you a set of results for uh, Amazon. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Hopefully people got something from it, um, and uh, I, I, we'll leave it there. And thanks, William Short, for, for having me. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma Louise Coffey, and thanks for listening.